Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Radio. Okay, that should be good. Um, the only thing, um, while you guys are listening right now, is um, I heard on my track when I was recording it, there's a little, like, there's some fans that are going in our basement just drying it out. Um, you can hear it a tiny bit, but honestly, I could probably noise cancel it. Are you hearing it on the meeting right now at all? Uh, not no, hearing Not it. hearing nope. anything, and we have pets, so yeah, the noise reduction thing is used all the time. Okay, <laughs> no worries there. Constantly. Never stop. Fair enough. Yeah, how 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 is the basement doing? Uh, it's doing okay. There's no more um, water coming at the moment. It's actually been dry for a few days. Fingers crossed. You know, knock on wood. Oh. All that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's like like your fingers crossed because you know we have like historic levels of snow melt and it's like oh the next week it's going to be 60 degrees oh yeah <laughs> it's like oh here comes the flood cool yeah <laughs> oh but don't worry we've been in a historic drought so any trees and plants yeah. that normally would slow the water down and absorb it have died off yeah, well, yeah, sand's oh, yeah. really good at absorbing that stuff <laughs> and uh, wait a minute <laughs> Yeah, the snow appears over our fences. Oh my gosh, I've seen some of the pictures you guys have posted. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. And then our dog just barrels headfirst right into the snow drifts because he loves snow. Yeah. <laughs> At least Sushi is enjoying himself. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah th- th- this is his dream right now. <laughs> sushi is enjoying the snow for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. And don't worry, guys, all this water is going to be just fine. It's not like the earth it's going into is a salt and barren waste desert or... So the good news is, even if we were able to capture all of this water, Utah would still be in a drought because we've used more than this. That's so insane, isn't it? (laughs) But don't worry, we can't capture all this water, so... (sighs) Uh, Oh, what a drag. Just the... We picked (laughs) the the best best place to live, didn't we? Wait, we're the ones who live in the middle of the fucking desert. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, by the way, to let you know, uh, Summer's just here as well. They're just doing uh, art and stuff, but um, if they sneeze or if like there's dinner ready or something, there might be a little bit of noise. <laughs> I'll try to sneeze Tell- quieter. <laughs> no, you guys Tell can... Summer to come join us if yeah, they'd yeah. like to. Yeah, seen the movie. Come on in. Oh, do you want to join us? I only watched the last half of the movie. I'm good. That's I'm okay. Good. You want to talk about the last half with us? No, because it's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, do, do that's why we're talking about it. Do you want to know the context for the finale? <laughs> The content's pretty good. Um, actually, I think I think I'm the only one hearing you because I'm wearing headphones right now, so it won't leak in. So, uh, but um, gonna... Steve was asking if you wanted to hear the context for the last part. I will eventually. Yes. Yes. Okay. Someone <laughs> sure. just wants to hear eventually. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I have a deadline to meet with this comic. Oh yeah, they're also working right now. So. 
Meet Steve and Rod. Bit of a warm welcome. Perhaps this is private property. They're jungle commandos with a taste for impossible missions. At Saboteurs, there was no one to touch them. Now they're movie stuntmen. The best in a business where nobody lives forever. Death Cheaters is non-stop action excitement with as many laughs as gasps. There goes your no-claim bonus. I'm not insured. John Hargraves is Steve, an expert with kites. A maniac with cars and high explosive. Apart from that, he's a model citizen. Grant Page is Rod, specialist in clips, high-rise buildings, and burglary. He used to be the school bully. Now he's kind to small dogs and big women. I'm a professional gunman, and I wonder if you would mind accompanying me. Yes, I would. Then I wonder if you would mind accompanying him. Noel Ferrier is Culpepper, head of the less than secret service. He wants them back for one more job to penetrate a fortress in the Philippines alive with booby traps and crawling with guards. Anything else we should know? Yes. Don't drink the water. I get a kick out of danger. I know it's not normal, but that's the way I am. <laughs> no, you better not stop being the man I married just because I married you. will be boys. They cheat death by millimeters and love every second of it. Join them for 90 minutes of laughs, gasps, and cunning stunts. Just hang on tight. Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. And tonight... Oh, tonight. Oh, we are continuing May Cause Injury. <gasps> maybe, maybe, maybe. With 1976's <laughs> Death Cheaters. Death Cheaters. 
Oh, but babe. Steve. We're not alone for this one. <gasps> oh, thank God. We spread this to other people. That's right. Uh, joining us, uh, a first timer on our podcast, <gasps> it's Lewis Falconrath. Welcome, Lewis. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Excellent. And, uh, it, hold, hold on. Pets. Hey, no sushi. You want to come up here, buddy? You just want to whine right in the microphone? Come on. Yes. Over here, I'd like to whine into the microphone come and here. then snort very oh. heavily into it. Oh, my God. Buddy, Aww. stop. I hate all of you pets. Stop. I know. There's a cat. Can you sit? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You got to relax, come buddy. Come on. You want to come lay down? No, you want to stare like a massive, like a mad lunatic at the cat? Like she's a pork chop on legs? I stare intently. It's what I do. You know she's going to swipe your nose right off your face, right? I'm okay with it. (laughs) (laughs) This cat is going to fuck you up. (laughs) This cat don't take no shit. It's half honey badger. I mean, Cameroon don't, uh, nobody puts Cameroon in a corner. Who's Cameroon? Our cat's name is, is it the name of your cat? Our cat's name is Cameron, damn it. Her name is Cameron. <laughs> Cameron and Poe, like the Nicolas Cage character. Yes, from... we have Cameron and Poe, the Torty Twins. Uh, and... I was going to guess James Cameron. <laughs> no, 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 no. And then uh, when we first got them, we were watching the first season of RuPaul's Drag Race. And the winner, I'm blanking on their name, but they were from Cameroon. And every time they entered the stage, uh, Ru would go, Cameroon! So we started doing that at Poor Cameron. <laughs> so her nickname is Cameroon. Ah, <laughs> uh, you gotta love the inside jokes you have with your pets, right? Exactly. <laughs> pets, lovers. It's all the same inside jokes. <laughs> of course, of course. Speaking speaking of inside jokes, babe. Steve. I'm a little thirsty. <gasps> I'm a little sober. Oh, well, what do you got over there? We have... <laughs> Hem, who's this from? Ha! Huh. We have from Rooster's Brewing... The Black Widow, Kiss of Death, Amber Lager. Ooh. Yeah. Don't know Ooh, sounds, is it like a lighter beer? Is it a darker beer? What kind of thing are you drinking? Uh, Ambers are like a reddish beer, but they have a light flavor. Yeah. Oh, They're okay, a good gotcha. like middle of the road beer. Sorry, I just kicked the microphone. Oh, why, why the fuck? <laughs> because I'm great at everything, Steve. Hanging around your pets too damn long. All right, it's 5% alcohol by volume, brewed here in Ogden, Utah. Yeah. Pop my top. Ah, my top! <laughs> and the pour. Yeah, beautiful amber-colored beverage. Has gorgeous ruby highlights. An off-white foamy head with lots of tiny bubbles. Tiny bubbles make me happy. Mm, yeah, very malty aroma on the nose, not too hoppy at all. Almost no hop character on the nose. Yeah, a little bit, uh, you say, malt forward, definitely. A little uh, caramely notes, but yeah, a little, little hop bitterness, but nothing too much. It's mm, nice to just balance, nice it, to balance out. it out. Yeah. 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 Uh, Lewis, you uh, drinking anything on your end? I don't have anything at the moment. Um, magic is something later, but also uh, with... <laughs> I have a flooding basement, so I am trying to save money, and alcohol is too expensive sometimes. Mm. Facts. Facts, facts, facts. Also, Lewis, I I forgot to mention, your first time here. Uh, Who the hell are you? (laughs) Oh, uh, I'm just a a simple local boy, you know, who don't know nothing about no movies, but I saw them Australians and I knew I had to get in. (laughs) (laughs) 
our newest fan of Ozploitation movies. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, as, as my first exposure to one, I am tempted to watch more. Hey, you, to... you have the Holy Grail pack now. That's right. Yes. Uh, we, yes. Uh, we, all right, so peek behind the curtain. Uh, Lewis is a, a friend of the podcast. Uh, added on, uh, his partner Summer and Izzy work together at the local artisan collective yeah. in Ogden, Utah. Check it out o- online as well. But uh, we were... We, he expressed interest in coming on the podcast, and so I was like, oh yeah, here are the movies coming up soon. Um, and he mentioned this one, and then he asked the question, wait, how do I, how do I watch this one? Because it's not really streaming anywhere. <laughs> um, oh, no, it is not. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, I think someone told me it was like on YouTube or whatever, but yeah, those ones are always kind of questionable and stuff. But uh, for those of you wanting to watch Death Cheaters, uh, do what we've been doing, uh, recommending for the last year, which is buy the Man from Hong Kong Blu-ray uh, from Umbrella Entertainment, uh, I think it's like 10, 15 bucks, something like that, if you can find it right. Uh, I, I know it's like in and out of uh, stock, but along with The Man from Hong Kong, which we've discussed on the podcast and is amazing, there's like five other Brian Trenchard Smith movies that come on there, including yeah. Death Cheaters. Uh, maybe another one we'll be talking about in a few days here on the podcast. Hmm. Mm. Ooh. But yeah. Exciting. But yeah, check it out, uh, especially if you like stunts. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, Stunt Rock. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, coming up. Stunt Spoilers. Rock. Yeah. Stunt Rock. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you like stunts? How about magic? How about yeah. rock? How, How about, about all at the same fucking time? <laughs> yes. Do you like rock and roll stunt wizards? <laughs> <laughs> if you answer no, we can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Going right into it. 1976's Death Cheaters from friend of the podcast and writer-director Brian Trenchard-Smith. Who's he, Steve? Uh, you know, we've talked to him a couple times now. Yeah. He's, he's, honestly, guys, go buy his book, uh, Adventures in the B-Movie Trade. It is amazing. He has an incredible story. Uh, we've had past interviews and stuff with him. He joined us for Podcard Fest. Just a great dude. Uh, and you know what? Follow him on Facebook, too, because uh, he's got these deers living on his property. That just, yeah. I, I, I don't know if he's feeding them or what, but they're always like right by the window so we can take good pictures. Anyway, but course he did man from hong kong that was his feature debut back in uh, 75 then this then stunt rock then turkey shoot which is also a great movie uh bmx bandits uh with, with preteen nicole kidman uh the quest uh the one not the not the jean-claude van damme movie which is amazing uh the, the other <laughs> one another amazing <laughs> an- another amazing the quest this one starring uh henry thomas the kid from uh, et Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was like 80, <laughs> 85, 86, something like that when That's that one came right. out. That's right, yeah. Small world, huh? Yeah. Dead End Drive-In, which is another great movie you should check out. Uh, that <laughs> that one might be on Tubi. Uh, Leprechaun 3, uh, which is the one where he goes to Vegas. Leprechaun 4, the one where they go to space. Five episodes of Flipper. Tyrannosaurus as Tekka, which we still haven't watched, so it's been <gasps> in our queue forever. Uh, Pimpin' Pee-wee. Um... <laughs> I think that oh that's right it's Porky's Pimp and Pee Wee that's right that's mm. what it is and uh, lastly Drive Hard starring John Cusack and also friend of the podcast Thomas Jane yeah uh, but yeah he but, doesn't wear shoes he does not wear his shoes and we didn't even get to that part of the interview because we were busy talking about aliens <laughs> we sure were <laughs> guys Thomas Jane is an onion that I would love to have back on the podcast to feel <laughs> yeah come back. 
So yeah, Brian Treasure Smith, legend, especially with these stunt movies in the 70s and 80s and the Ozploitation. Yeah, fantastic stuff. But screenplay by Michael Cove. Who's he, Steve? Well, he has this. And then about 40 TV movies and shows ranging from Heartbreak High uh, to Australian History to Dinosaurs in the Outback to a whole lot of World War II shows like on uh, the History Channel and stuff. So so not related to Martin Cove, that we know of. No, yeah, different spelling of last name, too. This, <laughs> Just because they say their names differently and spell it differently. <laughs> this, this one's more like Dolphin Cove. Uh. <laughs> and of course, starring in this movie, oh boy. John Hargreaves as Steve. Well, Steve Hall, but I don't think they ever Steve. say his last name. Uh, legendary stuntman Grant Page as Woo! Rodney. Oh, Grant Page, please come on our podcast. Yeah. Uh, Margaret Gerard as Julia. Who's she? Uh, she may be best known for being Brian Trenchard Smith's wife since 1978. What? So, yeah, shortly after ah. this movie. There you go. Uh, Roger Ward as First Police Sergeant. And Brian Trenchard Smith himself in a little cameo as the director of the hit and run scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no kidding. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, too, um, for the Steve character, it took me a sec to actually hear their names. I was uh, I was just listening out for that. But until I caught his name, I just kept referring to him as Ringo Starr because that's how he looks like to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and the accent, uh, the Australian accent kind of comes across like a little little Ringo in there. Like, I could see it. I think it was mostly the the mustache and like the kind of like long bowl cut looking thing is what did it for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> All right, so we pop in our Umbrella Entertainment Blu-ray, and we cut to medieval England and Robin Hood firing arrows yeah. and oncoming horse. Like, wait a minute! <laughs> I was so confused with this. I'm like, did I put in Conan? <laughs> like, it just starts. Like, no, no intro, no opening credits or anything. I'm just like, why is there medieval violence? Wasn't this about oh, like an oh, action? And I straight stuff? up asked Steve. I'm like, wait, we're not watching Night Riders. Yeah, right. A- K-N-I-G-H-T writers right. about guys who dress up in armor and ride motorcycles. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> highly recommend that one. Maybe coming soon. Knight Riders. Knight Riders. <laughs> like, no, no, no. This is a different movie. <laughs> right. But yeah, instead, yeah, you have like dozens of people like full armor, like battling and like a, another dozen or so on horseback and stuff going through a village, setting that shit on fire. And it's like, yeah, this is awesome. And then it just kind of pans to show there's a film crew doing the whole thing. And uh, this, like, this German director. But, yeah, you know, just Oh, my God. This, every this caricature of a director. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So good. And, yeah, you see, like, um, you know, like there's, like, this main guy they're, like, focusing on. And then he starts, like, blowing kisses to a girl off screen and stuff. And I'm like, I hope the director doesn't see you doing that. <laughs> But, uh, I think the director was the most campy character in the whole movie. Honestly, yeah. just he was hamming it up and having a great time with it. Oh yeah, he was totally like like Colonel Clink or whatever. Like yeah, yeah. We, we need the lights and the proper animation. <laughs> More screaming women. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So then, uh, and then we uh, you know see Grant Page. Uh, what's his name? Rodney. That's right, Rod. Uh, he he's there too. He's fighting. And then uh, he just randomly like gets set on fire and it's like running through the village Ah! (laughs) and yeah yeah we see him like go off screen and he's like pat him down and then he's like uh yeah did it work (laughs) or no that's right that's right he's like oh got a light mate (laughs) 
<laughs> and that's okay. Uh, I'm gonna spoil it right now, guys. This movie is kind of hilarious. It, oh, it's yeah. a lot wittier than I remember the first time watching it. Like, I, I think the first, the first time it's time just you're so... you're so caught up in the stunts. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. oh my god, he's doing that. And then it's also, like, a love letter to Grant Page. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's just so much, like, like quick, like, you know, one-liners, like, responses to everything. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's fantastic stuff. Um, so yeah, then we find out, uh, you know, uh, Grant has a little dog. Or, you know, uh, what's his name? Rod- Rodney has a little dog. Uh, his name Bismarck. All right, adorable little dog for sure. Yeah, little oh, basset hound. Uh, bloodhound looking thing. He's basset or not, hound. Or basset hound. Yes, yes. He's the hush puppy. You guys remember the hush puppy puppy? Nope. <laughs> hush was, puppies are that, a type of shoes, and they used to have a commercial. I had a little basset hound. Oh, I didn't know that. That's adorable. Good mascot. There you go. <laughs> it's, that dog was so tolerant to the movie you could tell it you know they always have that look of just like you know they're just like oh i guess i'm here you know that droopy dog type of thing yeah. just don't bother <laughs> but it's just it's so cute just being like oh you're being so good in this silly movie yeah, yeah especially when uh rodney's just like talking to him like his wife or whatever like oh you know i gotta go to work you know <laughs> and the dog's just in there he's like oh, don't take that tone with me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep 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 so fun fact i found this out a little while ago um, one of the like s- signature personality traits of scent hounds is that they should be quote generally unbothered. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why I aspire to. Yeah, right. I want to be a best hound when I grow up. Right. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, but while they're shooting this whole medieval fight scene and all that, uh, we see this limousine pull up, and they're like, you know, checking things out but they see you kind of looking at uh steve and rodney like hmm interesting and then you know window goes up and they drive off <laughs> cut to rodney driving a fucking dune buggy <laughs> <laughs> going up over yeah, sand dunes and then we cue that theme song death death cheaters, cheaters. <laughs> fly high death cheater yes yeah. <laughs> a lovely theme song yeah it's fantastic stuff uh, so we get a couple of minutes of them driving around through the dunes and yeah th- this uh we we find out in one of the other uh uh brian trencher smith documentaries that are on the uh the dvd and stuff that yeah that's just like grant page's like daily driver like yeah just so he can drive wherever he wants however he wants and like no the natural elements can stop him yeah yeah the, that's his daily driver yeah, oh my yeah. god yeah, pretty much welcome to australia <laughs> okay I guess you need to run over some crocodiles and spiders with that thing you could do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just keep going. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, he's like got a like custom rig. Like there's a little, it's it's basically like a motor on like a frame. But like the middle of the frame is set up with like a, a kind of a horizontal pole. So, you know, you can set like, you can hold, have a cameraman hold on and film from behind or off the side or something. Like, like it's specifically set up for, hey, watch what I'm about to do now. You know. <laughs> yeah, check this shit out. <laughs> and not to get too ahead of us, but they make good use of that thing. My goodness. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, they do. That that's probably my favorite character in the movie is that dune buggy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, fun fact: if you haven't watched the documentary on this and don't know much about exploitation movies uh, at in this time period. There weren't a lot of laws in Australia regarding stuntmen or permits or, you know, general safety. So movie movie people from all over the world knew this. So they'd go to Australia 
and basically be like, hey, stunt guys, whoever does the most ridiculous stunt gets to be in the movie and get paid today. All right. (laughs) And Grant Page (laughs) was sort of the king of the stuntmen. Like, (laughs) world-renowned for being, like, the best and the craziest. So this movie is starring, like, the world's craziest stunt guy, followed, backed up by everybody else who's just willing to do stunts around him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can say, I guess with the Doom Buggy, uh, we find out that they're uh, doing a a commercial shoot for Anticor, which I don't even recall exactly what what it was, but basically, like... Oh, shoot. I'm trying to remember two now. Yeah. Was it the deodorant? Yeah, it was, yeah, I think it was like deodorant or something. I think it was the deodorant. Yeah. Yeah. I think and, you're and he, right. He's like, oh, if you have it a whole day out on the dunes, remember to bring your anti with you. And, you know, the buggy like jumping over behind <laughs> oh. him and shit. <laughs> Just extreme commercial for mundane product. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also around this time, uh, we see the old guy that was in the limousine or whatever, like in his office with... The thing is, is he pointed out, and I couldn't take it seriously afterwards, is uh, he's at his desk and he's like, all right, the mission, I think we've got a couple prospects or something. But he's got like the clocks behind him. And apparently <laughs> Moscow and uh, Peking, uh, you know, Beijing are in the same time zone because they were like a minute apart from one another. No, they were they were seven <laughs> minutes apart. <laughs> they were in a slightly different time zone. Yeah. It's a different universe where the world is very much smaller. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but then uh, we cut back to the commercial shoot and we hear pop, 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 pop. Oh, what's that noise? Oy. And we look uh, to the, you know, the freeway or whatever nearby and uh, we see police chasing down this car and they're like, you know, open up like a shotgun at them. Like, back off coppers. And so uh, as, as any actors in a, a deodorant commercial do, they're like, well, let's go get them. And they hop on the dune buggy and Woo! go chasing after them, like going over more dunes and like through swamps and shit to get to the freeway and good old stuff. This this is my favorite part by far because they see men shooting at police with shotguns and they're like, we will take that in our total open top dune buggy, no problem. Yeah. And and having the plan of we are going to ram them is, is <laughs> as far as their plan goes. Yeah. And I... Uh, I appreciate the balls on that. Oh, but before that, too, they, they at least have the courtesy to check up on the cops being shot at. Um, very nonplussed cops. Yeah. Or I guess just one officer. Just very, like, he's just like, are you all right? He's like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm all right. Just totally fine. Just, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And he's like, we're going to go after him. He's like, wait, why? And he's, I don't know if there's a reference to something, but they go, because we have motivation. Yeah. Oh, oh like, they, that's all we need. It, it's because, the uh, like, a few minutes before the director was like, uh, uh, I'm sorry, we have to do that again. I'm just not getting a feeling out of you. And he's like, He's like, well, oh, what's my what's my motivation besides getting paid or something like that? Oh, of course. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. gosh, how did I not put that together? Yeah, that's so, that's so <laughs> simple. Yeah. So he's telling an inside joke about his film thing to the cop. The cop's like, I, I mean, I didn't die. I mean, go for it. I don't know what you're referring to, but okay. But then, as they drive away, <laughs> the cop go, like talks on the microphone or you know, what, uh, uh, yeah, the radio or whatever, and he's like, pickup is confirmed. Wait, what? Yeah, so something's going on. So they're uh, so they're catching up to these perps, you know, in their in their station wagon, and uh, they're kind of dressed like Mario and Luigi, which was a little weird for 1976. <laughs> like the inspiration yeah, yeah. for Mario and Luigi, like like, like the Mario guy, he's kind of wearing the what was it like a pink knit cap or something, whatever. They, it was like pink and yellow. Yeah, yeah. like obviously super handmade. <laughs> I kind of like loved it's just re- that it was just ridiculous. Yeah. 
Me too. Oh, it, it's very, like, 70s-looking fashion, too, which, you know, kind of adds the ridiculousness. Did you say, uh, was this a 70s movie? Yeah, 76. Okay, yeah. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, I was just making sure. I, I noticed a lot of bell-bottoms and other interesting fashion choices, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, kind of, I mean, the cap, I think, would have fit in any time period, though, so particularly noteworthy. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, yeah so, so they're, like, ramming the car, but then, uh, you know, the, the perps start shooting back. <laughs> and they start, like, like, taking out like other cars and like doors on cars and uh like little doom buggy like jumps a vw bug and shit <laughs> and and then at one point uh steve like hops off and like i don't know takes a shortcut or something but it's like a shortcut through a grocery store to grab a turkey leg <laughs> and the butcher guy he's like oh i come back with that you can't be pinching me turkey legs <laughs> And then, yeah, we basically get, like, a little Blues Brothers scene where they're driving through, like, this mall. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You're taking shit out. And then, uh, yeah, throws a fucking turkey leg through the windshield to stop yeah. him. So that was the scene in the trailer before I watched this. That's all I watched beforehand was just the trailer. And that was in there. And I said, okay, I am sold. A man, a man breaks into a meat shop and uses it to assault criminals. I am sold. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the cops are like right on the spot too. They're like, you know, right there, like surrounding them. And then the, the butcher guy, he comes out and he's like, yeah, that's the guys. That's the guy who stole me turkey legs. Take him away. No, no, not those two goat blokes. It's these ones. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but yeah. These are the, the blokes we after. <laughs> that's what I knew. This is like, okay, this movie knows to have some fun with itself. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, I also, uh, something I've written down a little bit to backtrack just a tiny bit is when they're running off with the dune buggy from that movie set, there's a good quote from the director of that movie where he says, uh, he goes, I'll have you blacklisted. You'll never work here again. W- w- would you two like some more money? <laughs> come back. <laughs> pretty good. Please come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just, oh, just threatening to immediate pleading is pretty good. <laughs> All right, guys. So we've had a super intense series of stunt scenes. Obviously, this movie's going to take a minute to catch, catch your breath. Yeah. And, oh, wait. No, the police commissioner says, oh, yeah, these guys... Uh, you know, we're chasing them because they did a bank job, and now, like, the manager with the key is locked inside the vault with all the hostages, and they're going to run out of air soon. And, of course, they're like, all right, let's go. And they hop on the doom buggy and drive off. And I'm like, wait, what? What the fuck are you guys going to do? Look, Steve, we got to blow the door off a vault to save the uh, save your victims. Do you want the, movies, uh, the, the movie guy, or are you going to trust the cop? Yeah, movie guy. Movie yeah, guy. Uh, movie yeah. guy. Movie guy cares more about lives than his hands. <laughs> yeah, so we then cut to this like 30-story building that they're on top of. And uh, Rodney, he's just going to like rappel down. And he basically just like has like a power drill with him or whatever. And just right in the side of this like brick building or concrete or whatever. And uh, yeah, they run a little airline through there. And uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's just it's amazing it really is how it jumps straight to that scene is just having them rappelling down a giant building is if i had one major complaint with the movie it's that they almost front load it too much with how much they put in that beginning part yeah. it just goes and goes and goes with the stunts and not that the rest isn't good too but just my goodness <laughs> you're right there's no stunts after this yeah oh no yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah this, it's a period drama <laughs> it's it's just a bore afterwards now <laughs> um so yeah after that uh oh yeah we also see the like the airline like somebody's like on the inside and just like runs it into a fish tank or whatever so like what the fuck is going on here exactly 
Oh, well. We, we then cut to Steve in a hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My find is just, you could definitely tell, like, early setting up. It's like, okay, there's something more going on with all these stunts. Yeah. You know? I mean, it clearly gives you all those hints. I mean, quite obvious, but yeah, it does yeah. have you wonder at the beginning. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so, yeah we get uh, Steve in a hot tub, and uh, we meet uh, Julia, you know, his... Uh, did they ever say wife? Or... They do say wife. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are married. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Right. That does come up later. Yeah. You got uh, you got Rod, who's uh, kind of swinging between ladies a lot, but uh, Steve's a married man. That's right. And uh, yeah, Julia, she's like doing like gymnast stretching and stuff right there for the camera. And I'm like, all right, all right, <laughs> I'm in. And uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. And then like they're having this conversation, but it keeps cutting between them doing like different workout stuff like mid-sentence and shit and this is always one of my favorite things in movie is when it's like yeah mid-conversation then we cut to 20 minutes later and it's like the answer to the question that was just asked but yeah but yeah they're like in this like gym like you know doing like you know chest presses and stretching those uh those fucking shake belts or whatever yeah. you guys know what i'm talking about yes. right Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, the things that just, like, kind of rub, like, your thighs and stuff yeah. a whole bunch. Just, like, that weird belt. One of those, like, kind of scams from that period. <laughs> yes, yeah, so when, when I saw her doing that, I was like, you know, you don't really see those, like, in, uh, I don't know, like, football training facilities and stuff like that, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you don't see, like, uh, Patrick Mahomes hooked up to one of those things. <laughs> I was thinking it's like, you know, I don't think those work, but work. But then again, she's a lot skinnier than I am. So maybe she knows what she's doing. <laughs> exactly. But, um, oh, that's it, just because of all the cocaine. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. But yeah, basically the conversation they're having is she's like, so, um, uh, fun day at work or whatever today. Like, oh yeah, you know, did a couple of doom boogie jumps and then, uh, chased down some robbers and stuff. Probably be on the paper or something. And, uh. And then she's like, oh, this, uh, you know, you can't be doing this stuff. We're, we're trying to raise a family here. I can't have you risking your life on, on nonsense you're not even getting paid for. You know, that stuff. And then he, and then we cut to some nom flashbacks. Like, oh, yeah, why, why, why do you and Rodney do this? And, yeah, we get our first in a series of nom flashbacks where <laughs> we see, like, their meet cute where they're, like, you know, in, in the shit going up against Charlie. And then it goes, you know, Rodney just comes, like, rolling over top of him. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm Steve. Hey, I'm Rodney. <laughs> That's something else. That This is another moment I loved because uh, the the phrase that she used is she goes, why are you so immature? And then it goes to immediately to war footage. No preamble. <laughs> yeah, right. No suggesting that's like, it was not clarified that they were in war. It was not expected. They literally, they later talk about how they were in Vietnam together, but I'm thinking, what happened? Why did this man go to immediate war footage? And like, it looks like it's just stock footage too from like different you know, war periods or Vietnam or something. I'm like, and again, I'm thinking like, did I put on a different movie? What is happening? Yeah. Lewis, do you want to know the answer? There hasn't uh, been yeah. a stunt in 45 seconds. I mean, it's just people working out. That's not a stunt. <laughs> the audience needs to be reminded that violence is possible in this movie. That's right. And by God, we're going to give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> violence, action, and danger. I should say not always violence, but danger in some sense. Right. And then, uh, and then we cut to Rodney's apartment. He's, uh, you know, he's he's got a nice fucking apartment, like overlooking the bay and everything. And he's got his dog oh, yeah. with him. And uh, he's like, "Hey, I'm, uh, do I look good? I'm gonna be going on a date with Wanda or Wendy or something like that." Anyway, it doesn't matter. And <laughs> and you know, so we get a little back and forth with them. And then he's like, "Ding dong! Ooh, that must be uh now." Opens up the door, and it's just some dude in a white suit with a gun. 
he's like, oh, you might have the wrong, <laughs> wrong flat, mate. And I'm like, no, no, you're, you're Rodney. I know who you are. <laughs> Would you mind coming along with me? And he's like, I've actually got a date, so I don't know. And like, oh, well, then maybe you'll come along with this guy. And you see, like, this big, beefed-out Brutus dude with, like, a shotgun. <laughs> like, oh, all right, then, I guess I can come with you. <laughs> you know, I, I enjoyed this, too, because the first man's like, I'm a professional gunman. He has him at gunpoint. And he's like, I don't know if I want to come with you. He's like, but what about this? And it's a bigger guy with a bigger gun. <laughs> yeah. Which means... It leads me to believe it's like, are Australians immune to smaller caliber of bullets? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> oh, that six shooter's only going to slow me down a bit. <laughs> yeah, I guess you. I guess it does matter what kind of firearm it is for. What uh, if I raise you, raise you to a machine gun? That'll do it. <laughs> I mean, come Maybe on, guys. Have, that, you, uh... have you seen the pictures of Australia? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing that uh, Crocodile Dundee bit with, uh, that's not a gun, this is a gun. <laughs> this is a gun. <laughs> no, that's a grenade launcher, sir. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then we see uh, yeah, Ronnie's just like, you know, thrown out of an elevator basically on this open floor. And Steve's there too. And I, I love how, how he's already asking him like, all right, what's the deal? He's like, yeah, I couldn't find any exits other than the elevator and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I assume we just, uh, you know, yeah, the windows don't open, blah, blah, blah. Like, I assume we'll just jump the next person that comes to an elevator. Yeah, sounds like a plan. <laughs> they, they get on each other's backs. Yeah, they, 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 they like, ready to, like, fucking chicken fight them, whoever's coming out of there or something. <laughs> I don't know what the plan was exactly. I don't, I don't know what they taught them in Vietnam, but I don't think that was part of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, like, oh god what's the 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 indian god like uh shiva or something like we attack them with <laughs> all limbs at all times yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah instead of the guy who like comes out the other elevator <laughs> and he's like would you uh gentlemen be interested in meeting my employer <laughs> all right they, like hop down and, like go in the elevator right. i guess we'll go with you <laughs> yeah and then we're walking around like, I don't know if it's like a senior home or a country club or what. Just a lot of old people walking around, mostly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're introduced to uh, the employer. Uh, you may call me Mr. Culpepper or Culpepper, but Culpepper will do, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, he's like, uh, do you bowl? Uh, no, I haven't laid. Well, do you drink? Oh, yeah, we could do a drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Relatable moment right there. Yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, he's basically like, you know, they're walking and talking like this is a good like 10 minute scene. But the gist of it is he's uh, basically like, hey, uh, l- look around the uh, country club here. Any of these guys look familiar? And they're seeing like one guy in the distance. It's like, wait, that's the police officer from the mall. Wait, those are the two guys we were chasing in the car. <gasps> wait, uh, you know, like, like, yeah. yeah, just matching up with everybody. Like, oh, it looks like we were set up or something. And like, yes, yes, it was a, a bit of a test, you see, because, uh, you know, uh, we so, so we uh, we need uh, you guys for a special mission. And because you have a history in the service, we thought we'd reach out to you, see if you were interested. And they're like, well, you know, we, we swore we wouldn't kill anybody. That's why we're just trying to kill ourselves as stuntmen, you know, living the life. <laughs> like, yes, we well, As you do, as you do. Natural pipeline, you know, uh, military veteran, two stuntmen, of course. Yeah. But of course, uh, you know, Culpepper, he's like, well, I figured you just like one final job. You know, nothing ever goes wrong in that one final job, but it's a chance to prove your skills and your courage, you know. <laughs> and and they're, they're totally like not buying it. They're like, yeah, we're, we're kind of good without that, though. So anyway, how about that drink? You know, 
And then he's like, all right, well, just just think about it. We'll we'll be in contact, you know, blah, blah, blah. We then cut to Steve Steve and uh, Rodney just fighting on a patio. Like it's the finale of The Man from Hong Kong or something. (laughs) (laughs) Just throwing each other like through wicker chairs and into pools and shit. It's so good. It's so bizarre. (laughs) Like, and the conversation they're having is like so mundane. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, they're yeah they're basically like uh, going over like the uh, we we see later they're like you know basically they have like a storyboard set up like a fight for like their next movie or whatever they're doing and they're just kind of like oh, do you think I should do something like this no 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 give me the full flip over flip <laughs> oh no I don't think that's dramatic enough oh you want dramatic <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then you see, like, uh, I think it was, like, uh, Julia. That's right, Julia's, like, across the... Oh, no, that's right, the, the fight, like, leads them, like, into the kitchen and shit. And Julia's in there, I don't know, making a sandwich or something. And she's just like, what are you What are you guys doing? Like, rehearsing. Not in my kitchen! Get out! <laughs> and then, uh... Oh, hold on, just a sec. Just a sec. Just a sec. Just a sec. Would you like to go out? Do you need to go frolic in the snow? Not such a needy boy. Yeah, he needs all the attention all the time. <laughs> ah, it's both endearing and frustrating, right? <laughs> Definitely the last one. No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I just want to be able to like leave the hip for more than like a minute before he starts mm-hmm. freaking out. That'd be sweet. Oh yeah. How's he adjusting to that? By the way, uh, I know he's uh, kind of nervous when you guys leave. Is he getting any better, or is still pretty? I mean, attached dog. Yeah. He's, he's getting a little better. Like, we've been taking him to, like, the, uh... Like, Training like, camp? Like, like, yeah, where you, like, leave a dog for a couple days. Doggy daycare? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a doggy daycare uh, and stuff. Or, like, like when we uh, did a show last week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we left him there for, like, three days. And he was usually pretty good, but this last time, I don't know, he was just causing a bunch of shit, apparently. But, uh, but, but he's still, like, getting better about it. Like, he's not completely freaking out when both of us aren't in the same room. It's at least, like... Like, you know, Izzy will go, like, she, she was working today, and I was with him here all day, and I, I can't do much, because I'm, you know, working in my office or whatever, and so he's like, oh, let's go for a walk, let's go for a walk, I'm like, yeah, do you go sit down, and he'll just, like, of course. pout in a corner or whatever, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. At least he's not, like, freaking out and squealing and all that like he used to, but. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's something better. Yeah, Izzy's saying we need to get another one so we'll have someone to play with, and I'm like, Oh, so then we can have two neurotic puppies. I love it. <laughs> love this idea. Oh gosh. Yeah. Now you need like one of those like really big calm dogs that just is yeah. exudes like comfort and just like calm towards everything. <laughs> yeah, when he starts. Or out... hey, maybe even a, maybe even like a hound like it was in the beginning where as you were saying it exudes calm. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Except uh, those aren't the ones that are. Uh constantly being i guess she's looking up online at all the different pounds and stuff it's like no this one's two years old and sure has had a couple homes but he's really nice and blah 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 like that's why nobody else wants it Mm -hmm. oh yeah 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 so there's a pair of grouse in the tree Ooh. and one of them was in the yard and there was a hawk watching the grouse oh shit and the grouse knew it and Sushi went out and he was staring at the grouse and the grouse ran towards Sushi and scared the hawk to go the other way because then the hawk saw Sushi then the grouse flew off to safety with its mate up in the tree so the grouse used Sushi as a decoy to get away from a hawk interesting (laughs) 
So the grouse is smarter than the dog is what I'm hearing. <laughs> well, so she wasn't going to get carried off by a hawk. <laughs> I don't worry about him. So I worry she... about if we babysit Leo, but I don't worry about him. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I don't want to meet the hawk that would fly away with sushi. Lewis, <laughs> our friend has a miniature Australian shepherd named Leo. And he's legit like nine pounds. Yeah, if that. He's so tiny. He's so cute. And we were babysitting him last summer, right before we got sushi. And um, I put him in the backyard. And in the past, he's always been sort of morbidly obese. So he hasn't been able to fit through our fence. So I just put him in the backyard and I was doing something. Then I went to go get him. Couldn't find him anywhere, but I could see a hawk in a tree. And I was like, oh, fuck. A hawk ate oh god. Gina's dog. Oh god, that's that's terrifying to think of. <laughs> and I was freaking out, and then I hear this like little like pitter-patter of feet. He had squeezed through our fence and was apparently waiting for me at the front door, and then heard me like oh. freaking out and came around. So he was fine, but I brought him in. I, I swore I would never put him out in the yard with that supervision again, but I told Gina, and she's like, okay, I wouldn't blame you if my dog got eaten by a hawk, and I would be very sad and I would miss him. But also, that would be the funniest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Steve, Steve would just be mad that he missed it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is why we can be friends. Because <laughs> we would have both be sad and laughing that <laughs> the dog got eaten yeah. by a hawk. <laughs> it's just like weird, just the weirdest way for a pet to die I could think of. <laughs> right? Hey, yeah, how a dog got taken by a hawk. Like, what? <laughs> I have a friend whose Yorkie got eaten by a great, great horned owl. Oh my, what? Yeah. That's so weird. Oh, that's super sad, but that's bizarre. Yeah, and it's so specific, but she knew there was a great horned owl in the yard, like, in the neighborhood. They'd seen it, and they'd heard it, and she went to let the Yorkie out to pee at night, and she was standing right there, and the Yorkie got about ten feet away from her, and the owl just whoop, and took him off. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's nuts. And her family said no dogs under 20 pounds ever again. Okay. <laughs> We're going to make those owls work for their meals, <laughs> <Right>. damn it. <laughs> oh my god, that's bizarre. Ah, so where were we? Uh, sushi, you need buddy, to seriously you need to chill. lie down. Lie down, buddy. Why Stop fucking punching me. I've been to the dog park me. for days. I'm full of you, chaos and bad ideas. Sit. <laughs> the bad ideas are coming to the top, Steve. Mom's voice really isn't helping. <laughs> <laughs> And have you seen that cat? Well, I know, uh, I don't know if you still need to take care of sushi, but I was just thinking, I know that, um, we're at the part where they were corn guy for that scene, of course, fantastic, but I'm trying to remember exactly what happens after that, is I know yeah. that, I, I know that they talk over the idea of taking on this job. Yeah, but, they, uh, yeah they're kind of like, so what do you think about Cole Pepper? Oh my god, dog! He has Sit. opinions. No, you don't. You have no opinions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, what do you think about Culpepper? And he's, they're like, oh, I don't know, what do you think? And then Julia's like, what's this now? And then, and then I think uh, Rodney's like, all right, you two got some talking to do. I'm going to go, I got a date to get ready for or something. And then uh, Steve and Julia, they're like talking or whatever. You know, like, oh, I don't want you getting back into things. He's like, oh, don't, don't you worry about it, blah, blah, blah. And, and he's like, uh, he's like, all right, kiss me. And they like kiss, and he's like starting to whack away or something. And she's like, "Wait, you were having a fight!" And he's like, "Well, not anymore. You kiss me, I'm off the hook." You know that kind of thing, which which is totally how it works. Yeah, oh, of course, of course, totally. Uh, we then cut to uh, them riding on horseback on a beach with dogs running around. Like, wait, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? 
And then them again having that uh, conversation that's continuous as they like show off the sights of New South Wales, like they're at the art gallery and on the beach. Yeah. Just, yeah. What what I love about this part though is how they're like, I believe this is where they're just discussing like the merits of you know uh, like what kind of life they live and how he likes danger and stuff like that. But I love that it's just. It's not that there's a temptation by Culpepper for a whole bunch of money or glory or something. It's just like, he said it would be in a lot of danger. And you know what? That's kind of selling me right now. So uh, maybe I'll yeah. do that. Yeah. And, and I love, uh, like, like skip ahead later. Like, they have the conversation like, and how much are you getting paid by Culpepper? And you're like, did we didn't really discuss the fee now, did we? <laughs> we, uh, we really didn't talk about it. It's like, no, these, these guys are really in it for the love of the game. Yeah, They're just, much. no, they are drawn to danger. And that is not a motivation I have seen in this type of movie before. Right? And I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it's either like, you know, you're like Bond and it's like, you know, for Queen and Country and all that shit. You know, it's basically your job to do something like this. Or it's like vengeance or... Oh, in the end, you know, we'll get a, a cut of a million dollars or something like that. These guys, it's like, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to see if we could actually do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, their their agents tell them, it's like, oh, you might die doing this. And like, that's more motivation for me, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this, yeah, I think, I think during their conversation, yeah, Steve's like telling Julia, like, like I know we definitely get some, like, some more nom flashbacks as he's like explaining, like, Oh yeah, and that's when uh, you know that's when I got into like you know special forces or whatever, and you know me and uh, me and Rodney, uh, we had a little situation pop up, and we see like Steve get caught in like one of these uh, one of the like you know Viet Cong traps or whatever, where it's like the the uh, I don't know the like lasso around the feet or whatever traps it also then swings you into the spike wall but I guess because he had a backpack like his backpack got pierced but he was still alive or like you know he he wasn't as deep as it normally would have been and uh we get a scene where Rodney's like cutting him out of there and he's like and basically since then we would we've been best friends and we swore not to kill anybody else and uh yeah that's about it (laughs) and she's like well okay that's cool Oh, but the, the whole stunts thing, I do that because, you know, at that moment, I got the greatest feeling in the world that I was going to die. Like, I very well could have died. I, the sense of danger gave me such a rush, and that's why I do what I do. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, most people get PTSD, but, you know, you do you, buddy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can get out of it and just have a weird death uh death drive i mean okay that's one way to go about it it's like maybe you should like you know talk to a psychiatrist about therapy or something well i need one of those head shrinkers yeah (laughs) i've got a dune buggy (laughs) i don't need anything else (laughs) did did i tell you i saved a bunch of people from being locked in a bank vault the other day (laughs) yeah but uh but yeah, yeah, then, uh, yeah, he talks with uh, Rodney again, like, the next day or whatever. And, yeah, they're thinking about working for Culpepper. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. There's, like, a whole thing where, like, uh, like we see Rodney in his apartment. And he's, like, setting his bed up, talking to his dog. And he's he's wearing, like, a fucking pirate shirt, I guess, for his date. <laughs> like, it's the, the Seinfeld, like, big poofy sleeve. It's a puppy shirt. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks just like that. I, was, I had the exact yes, same thing. I was like, oh, Seinfeld poofy shirt. Ow, fuck! Let's I get more pets. Yeah. Let's get more pets. Yeah, we should. Why not? Yeah. Th- then they could just, you know, do this more, but more, more better. Oh, uh, just, just never get a bird because that would be oh, even worse. They are the did, most talkative. Did you get poked in the face because you were fucking around with a cat when you should be sitting yeah. down over here? He fucked around and he found out. Oh, poor dum dum. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> so where were we? All right. Um, I believe they. Uh, oh, you were talking about his uh, hot date he had, but I believe they were also. Uh, this is the point where they're kind of talking together and be like, yeah, maybe we'll take on that job, you know? Yeah, that's right. Oh, and, and we see his date, uh, Laura or Lena or whatever her name is. God damn it, dog! Stop! No one cares. Yes, there's a cat there. He lives here too. Yeah, fuck you. Hey, Sushi, you need to stop. Stop. Is is it because you're ugly? Is that why you're angry? It's because I didn't eat my <laughs> breakfast for two days in a row, and I'm very hungry and I'm grumpy. Sushi. Come on, buddy. Hey, come here. Come here. Come sit with me. Don't come sit with me and make me not beat the shit out of you. How about that? <laughs> Does that sound like a good plan? You want to be a good boy? You want to get smacked? <laughs> is, is Steve going to have to choke a bitch? <laughs> no. Hey, no. Hey. Stop. Oh, Christ. All right. You guys continue. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to put him back out. Yeah, let you, me know when you find another one. I will. <laughs> I'm on cause right now. Right. I figured you were. <laughs> Although apparently they don't want us to adopt any other dogs. Good. What is that? A professional opinion? And it matches Steve's. That's weird. <laughs> uh, one sec. Oh, no worries. It's not that this happens every time. It's twice oh. every time. Oh, no. oh, twice every time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm sorry. No, nah, no worries. Uh, so I'm for context there, dealing with sushi a bit. It okay. just wants to be part of the podcast. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He just wants to. I don't know. Destroy the podcast. That, that that's more, oh, more likely. Yeah. He wants to sabotage it. Okay, yeah. sorry. My mistake. Like, you guys are done, right? <laughs> right? Right? You guys are done? Like, <laughs> if you left us the fuck alone, we probably would be, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, should we um, Should we continue like uh, Izzy was saying? Or yeah, yeah, let's, let's do that. Um, yeah, yeah, so uh, we see the girl, uh, you know, the date walking up, and uh, Izzy pointed this out like, is her, is her nipple hanging out? And I was like, yes, yes, her nipple is hanging out of her blouse. Yeah, good eye. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy has the right priorities, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then, like, Rodney, like, answers the door, and he's like, Laura! And she, like, gives a look like, no, it's Lena. And he's kind of like, uh, whatever, ready oh, for a date? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we then uh, cut to the next shoot, and uh, they, you know, they're, I don't know, they're, like, fixing a rig or whatever for uh, for one of them to be, like, pulled back like they got blasted with a shotgun or whatever in this next scene. Oh my gosh, I've there are so many stunts I am forgetting stunts. You were reminding me of this. I, <laughs> yeah. I watched this yesterday and I can't believe I'm forgetting some of these stunts. That's why I have to write down like notes about all this stuff so I make sure I don't miss you know, a cool thing they want you to check out. Oh of course. But uh of course. It, but I think this is where we get our uh, Brian Trencher Smith cameo as the director for this scene because he's basically like all right, <laughs> you know, shotgun blast thing, you're like, All right, now it's time for the hit and run thing and we see uh Rodney <laughs> Uh, basically, there's a car coming at him, you know, 20 miles an hour or whatever. And he's like, you know, gets hit and like rolls over the hood and over the top and completely off the back. And it's like, yeah, stunts. <laughs> yeah, just, just as many as you can fit in. Yep. And then like, he, he basically is like ro just rolled off the side or whatever. And like, you know, stands up, dusts himself off a bit. And uh, Steve comes walking in and he's like, lunch? Yeah, might as well, you know. <laughs> just another day. Yeah, and then we see him, like, I, I don't know, just offset, like, you know, having a nice little lunch under a tree or whatever. And he's like, well, what do you think about this Culpepper thing? And like, yeah, let's do it. Why not? And we're like, cool, so so what's next? 
oh yeah, I got to do a commercial uh, for some barbecue joint or whatever. And then we cut to him like being on fire. <laughs> oh, he actually, uh, small correction on that, Steve, is I believe he said he was doing a demonstration for um, like a school or something. Oh. Is what I recall them saying about that. Is uh, he's like, yeah, hey, I gotta do. It's my turn for the demonstration. Oh, they, 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 he definitely said like barbecue or something. Like it's my turn to be barbecued or something like that. I think it was no. my turn to be barbecued. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. But yeah, because we basically just cut to like them on fire or you know him on fire. Yes. <laughs> and when I saw that, I'm just like, you guys just had footage of this, didn't you? And you're like, we need to put this in somehow. Oh yes. Or you just had the means of like whatever to get more stunts in, whatever we can think of. Guy on fire, we're gonna put it in there somehow. Exactly. Um, <laughs> But then, yeah, yeah, after that, we then, uh, you know, they get taken to Culpepper or whatever, and they're basically like, all right, Winstead, what's the job? And he's like, well, not here. Uh, let's go, let's go to the house or whatever. And they're like, uh, all right, whatever. And then we see him, like, pulling up to a castle. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, I guess what they do in Australia, you know, just have the Secret Service in a castle or something. Yeah, yeah, no, no one messes with them there, you know. And then very low profile, Steve. Yeah, exactly. Well, especially when they like walk in the foyer and there's a guy there like checking IDs and all that, and he like runs it through the machine and it's like a fucking bird whistle or something. Like, <laughs> oh, that's something I wanted to bring up to actually in the very opening scene of camp. Some weird sound like design choices in this movie is in the very opening when we're doing that medieval part where there's a guy on fire. There's like almost like weird like wizard casting a spell noises at yeah. parts and like it's. It's every now and then there's just some weird sound choices. Like lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Yeah, it's like. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then, yeah, that machine stood out to me too. Just when they're getting those uh, IDs is like, why is it sound like something that'd be in, you know, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie? Like one of those (laughs) devices. What is going on? Yeah, Noompa Loompa swiping the ID or something. (laughs) (laughs) You can make an everlasting gobstopper for them? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but eventually they get to the castle and they get to like this, uh, I don't know, meeting room, like presentation room or whatever. And uh, I like how Culpepper is basically like, excuse for the crudeness of this model. No, normally we have the highest quality of presentations, but um, the the people that used to do that are in motion pictures now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then and then like he he's got like this. Um, uh, like stand like with a map and it he like opens up to like reveal but it's like a map of japan and he's like oh well this is a map of japan but the job is actually going to be in the philippines i, I i'm sorry this is highly unprofessional <laughs> like, anyway like... <laughs> this is the facility that you'll be in yeah. but do we know where it's going to be I'll I'll make sure those details are forwarded yeah. to you. Uh, I'll I'll forward you a proper map and like, <laughs> yeah, basically the missions to get these papers that are in a safe in the middle of a complex, you know, you know, bond type shit. Uh, remind me, you two, uh, is they say Hernandez was the name of the uh, guy that they're trying to get these documents on? Yeah, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's something I loved in this scene is I kind of felt like they were talking to the audience. Is uh, I felt like Cole Pepper was talking directly to us because he's like. Well, you have to go to the Philippines, and we don't have a map of it. Uh, you have to get these documents. Uh, there's this Hernandez fellow. Uh, he's a bad guy. It doesn't go into detail for why. It's just like, oh, he's a baddie, you know, just yeah. doesn't go super into detail. It's like, and it's somewhere in the Philippines. 
Um, but just go do this mission. And I felt like he was talking to the audience. Because it was like, eh, where is it? Eh, not that important. We don't even have the proper map. Yeah. Like, who's the bad Look. guy? He did some bad things. Listen, you're here for the stunts. Don't get bogged <laughs> yeah, down in yeah, the let's, details. Let's not get bogged down in plot now, okay? Right? Let's just <laughs> move along, shall we? Look, I appreciate and, it. This movie knows what was, kind of movie it is. Yeah, it, it, yeah, he's so nonchalant about it. You're kind of thinking to yourself, like, is this just like another test or something? Like, right? yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but he, he's basically like, well, you know, we're to avoid any government fiasco because, you know, England and the Philippines and what, or Australia and the Philippines, uh, we just have to send in mercenaries. No offense. And they're like, oh, yeah. and it was at that point I was expecting to start talking about, yeah, about that. How much are we getting paid? But no, still doesn't happen. <laughs> Something else I very much appreciate in this scene, too, is uh, just... <laughs> Something that was so small but so funny is he talks about, like, you know, we can't have the official Australian government involved and cause a scene, you know, like, for all intents and purposes, you're not associated with us. But why'd you print them photo IDs when they came in? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe don't give the undercover, non-affiliated guys photo IDs. And to jump ahead just a tiny bit, they have to present the photo IDs to leave on the trip for the mission. Yeah. <laughs> they can't just be random stowaways on this. So, yeah, but... Uh... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> not very clandestine. Also, during the presentation, they bring out the reel-to-reel film thing to show some footage. Like, oh, and here's some footage of the facility that we got from an undercover agent. And and, and it's like, it's cut. It's like some incredible angles of the facility and stuff like that. And I'm like, did they send the German director in or something with a camera? Or like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad they got the establishing shots from the random, you know, person who was trying to get it covertly. Yeah, but we basically see that, I don't know, in this facility, literally in the middle of like a giant, like a thousand square foot floor, like an entire floor of a warehouse is this safe and inside are the documents. And I'm like, well, you know, it's the safest place. <laughs> Just randomly <laughs> in the middle of a, a, I don't know, a foyer or, or a, not a, a atrium, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's some sort of, like, I don't even know what kind of factory it was. I mean, like, steel processing plant, who knows, yeah. you know? But just, yeah, giant factory, you know, safe in the middle of the floor it's, of it. Of course. It's a business factory. It's a factory. business factory for making business. Yeah. <laughs> and I of also course, love how course. Culpepper falls asleep watching it. And they, like, basically wake him up when it's done. And he's like, oh, mm -hmm, yeah, so, uh, so what do you think? And they're like, yeah, we can do it. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. We're also introduced to, uh, I guess, Culpepper's secretary or whatever, Gloria um who you know uh rodney instantly is like hitting on and you know she's uh she's yeah, for, for the money penny she's uh you know she's giving it back a little bit you know yeah she's, uh, got a little sass yeah and she's like yes uh gloria here will be your liaison now and um i don't plan on seeing you again until you have those papers so good luck you know <laughs> Yep, yep, that's it. Oh, uh, and he also casually drops like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna, you know, you know, have a submarine take you as close as we can." And uh, oh yeah, there's like 120 guards, but yeah, you guys don't want to kill anybody, so you guys will figure it out. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, "All right." On the bright side, they do give him at least a month to prepare, so it's like, okay, at least yeah. they have like a little bit of time to figure things out. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, cool. What are we gonna do? We then cut to Steve and Rodney jogging on the beach like it's Rocky Three, uh, <laughs> like it's like, okay. Here we go, and then and then they go back to like Steve and uh, Julia's apartment or whatever, or I guess house, and the model of the warehouse or whatever is there in their living room, and I'm like, did they just 
like have some people bring it over like in the middle of the night or <laughs> I don't know but uh but yeah they're like you know looking it over and planning it all out and uh and Julia's like well I want to help and they're like oh no it might be it might be kind of dangerous and she's like well I'm gonna help anyway because I want you guys to come back alive and he's like all right cool why not by the way, how much are we getting paid? And that's when it's, they're like, Hey, Gloria, what's the going rate for something like this? <laughs> Just, it's a good bit. It's a good bit. Yeah. And I love how the scene ends when they just casually launch a cannon off, off into the bay. Because they, you know, they have a cannon on their patio. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, they just give, maybe that was like a parting gift from Vietnam. They're just like, yeah. ah, you have a cannon. <laughs> Steve, tell me you wouldn't have a cannon on the patio if, we, if I, I brought mean, one home. I mean, I would. The neighbors would fucking hate it, but whatever. <laughs> if I, I'm just saying, if I had a chance to buy a property and I had, would you like with cannon or without cannon? I'm picking the cannon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like we renovated the place, but we couldn't find anything big enough to take these cannons out. Like, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Yeah, like, what if I'm just, like, at the restore, and it's like, hey, babe, for 35 bucks, we can have a working cannon. Uh, sold. I'll rent the truck. Yeah. <laughs> We've rented trucks for dumber. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> oh, we have right. a 10-foot sign in our in our back room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have a... All of our walls are eight four, feet or smaller. Four and a half foot by nine foot, like, drive-in uh, billboard Movies. sign, yeah, billboard basically. Yeah, billboard sign. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wish the house, wish the house wasn't designed by a fucking hobbit. But uh, all of our uh, walls are eight foot or smaller, so we're figuring out where it's gonna go. <laughs> but it's gonna be amazing. Right. I am still voting for. We should put it along the uh, the stairway banister. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 probably where it's gonna end up. Yeah, yeah. see that or in the middle of the dining room. Yeah, pretty, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So anyways, uh, yeah, then uh, then they uh, they have their week of, I don't know, basic training or whatever at the farm. <gasps> and so they show up. It's the uh, the guy that was in the white suit earlier. He's kind of like their liaison for like the farm or whatever. And, um, you know, he's walking them around. They're like, you know, mate, you could just like, you know, you just trust that we're in good physical shape with the stunts and the shooting and all that. And he's like, no, no, you have to go through all the tests and blah, blah, blah. And this is also the first time we see them in these amazing t-shirts that I have to see if they're on uh, T-Public or something. We have to make them. Where it says, cunning stunts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that tickled me when I first saw it. That was great. And and if I remember correctly, that, that was the name of Brian Trenchard Smith's, like, <laughs> or, 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 or sorry, uh, Grant Page's, like, company, like his stunt yeah. company or whatever. And I just think it's great because obviously it's a play on, you know, stunning cunts or whatever but <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but it means something different yeah. in their language yeah absolutely <laughs> culture yeah so we get them you know shooting some skeet pew pew and like skeet 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 yes right <laughs> <laughs> and then they like run an obstacle course and like explosions are going off and they're going through like a swamp and climbing nets and shit and the, and the whole time they're like talking about Oh man, you know, <laughs> I love how they're like, you know, going through like rather quickly with all these explosions. I've gone there, just casually talking like, "How fast do you think we should do this?" I don't know. Why don't you set the pace and I'll stay right next to you? Okay. And, you know, they're like, boom, boom. Yeah. So that's something about this movie. Like every movie like this, the guys are competing against each other. Yeah. Every single movie like this, the guys are competing. In this movie, these two never compete. Yeah. 
They're, they're just, a team. Yeah, they're just like, hey, you know, we'll we'll do what needs to be done. Like, they don't uh, need to prove it to each other. We don't need other. to show off. Yeah. yeah, they don't need to really prove it to anybody. They just, they're just here to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. They're very level head. They take everything in stride. I appreciate that about them. Yeah. I guess it almost ups the cool factor for a bit. It's just man, nothing phases them. Doesn't matter. Obstacle course with pyrotechnics going across the sides while they're you know trying to survive this boot camp. Is they're just you know chatting about like oh maybe we'll just you know do we'll do all right here. We'll just take it easy. Yeah. Oh, and then we get a scene where uh, you know they meet up with the, the 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 guy in the suit earlier, or whatever. But now he's the guy in the gi, and and they're basically like. Well, obviously, we're still in good physical shape. Should we just start the mission? And, uh, you know, he starts doing, like, this crazy kata thing. Like, oh, it's ridiculous. I was waiting for him to knock himself out. Yeah. Instead, <laughs> instead, we just cut to outside and he gets thrown through the fucking wall. Yeah. And they just casually walk out like, well, should we grab some lunch? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, no competition, no ego, just like, yeah, whatever, man. And then, uh, and then we cut to Julia at the go-kart races, and I'm like, hold the fuck on, <laughs> guys. <laughs> I know it's been 45 seconds since somebody was tossed through a wall, but what, what's happening? Uh, but yeah, they're just at the racetrack, you know, having fun. And uh, and then, yeah, we see one of the cars just start fucking rolling and catching on fire and exploding. Ah! And then Steve comes crawling out, and it's like, oh, oh, that's why we're here. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, then we see some demo derby stuff. I assume just some like B-roll footage they had, and uh, I don't know. Steve Steve talks to Julia like, "Well, I'm gonna go on this mission. It's gonna be fun. See you in a week, or you know, whatever." It it again rings of the uh, the B- it reminds me of the being on fire scene. Of just like, man, you just had access to this or had footage of this, and you're like, "We're gonna put it in." Damn it! Hell yeah! <laughs> and we see uh, Rod like you know saying goodbye to his dog. Like, don't worry, I leave you plenty of food. I'll be back soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good old Bismarck. Yeah, good old Busy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then they uh, just go to the dock. There's submarines waiting for them. And uh, they get the lowdown from the captain or whatever. It's basically like, all right, we're going to stop at this, you know, these coordinates. And you're going to have 10 hours to do your mission. And if it's 10 hours and 10 seconds later, we won't be here. So make it quick, you know. A very strict time limit. And the, and the thing is, like... They were when they walk on the submarine. They're wearing the uh, cunning stunts shirt, and I'm like, yeah. I hope they do the mission wearing those shirts. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Gotta advertise a company while we're out on foreign soil. <laughs> That's right. Obviously, we're just crazy stuntmen doing non-missionary business, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, you know, eventually we see him change into you know the the black turtlenecks with blacker blacker turtlenecks and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And uh, slightly darker black turtleneck. And the thing is, yeah, they have their black turtlenecks on, but then they're like, "You want us to drop you off here midday?" Like, "Oh yeah, they're gonna be looking for us at night, so this makes the most sense." <laughs> Stellar logic. <laughs> I'm like, "You fuckers, so clever." <laughs> um. So yeah, then uh, Culpepper he calls Julia and is basically like, "Hey, the uh, mission's begun." You want me to, like, come over and we can, like, play chess or something? <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna fuck Grant's wife. That's what I'm saying. Or, or Steve's wife. Or Steve's wife. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> you killed my husband. Yeah. And then I fucked his wife. <laughs> <laughs> when are we doing the astronaut's wife? 
That is one of the greatest lines of cinema history from one of the worst movies ever created. How dare you? Academy Award winner Charlize Theron and Academy Award watcher Johnny Depp. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I feel like with the chess thing, they were... I wondered if that was an attempt to be clever, being like, oh, it's the strategy playing out in, you know, with these two, but it's the strategy of their mission going on. I'm like, movie, you're not that clever. It's a metaphor. (laughs) And I I think it's just them filling time. Like, if they were playing, like, Monopoly or something, like, man, it's going to last 10 hours, you know? (laughs) Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, yeah, we get some uh, footage of, like, Roddy, like, free climbing a cliff or whatever. Like, Jesus. And Steve's, like, sneaking through the jungle. And then uh, and then he, like, stops just in time to notice his shin is, like, uh, uh, has caught a wire. And then he glances to the right. Oh, shit, that's a claymore mine on a, <laughs> like, like four feet to the right on a tree stump aimed right at him. And he's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. How am I going to get out of this? And he's like slowly like reaching for this uh, this canister or whatever and stuff, and um, and then like a work crew like from the you know the business factory or whatever starts walking by, and he's like oh shit, he, but he like can't move. He's just kind of like pensive, like he's got the gun ready to go just in case. But okay, okay, they got they got by. Okay, and then he starts spraying this foam stuff on the claymore, and like slowly backing his leg up because I guess so. Here's the thing, I was like. Okay, if he goes backwards, then I, I, I'm not sure how Claymore works. But if it's like the pin's like half out and then goes back in, does that set it off? Or I thought it was like I had the same pull, question. Or is like uh, I, I always figured it was like the pin's pulled completely out or something. That's what set it off. But then again, most of them are already buried underground, so I think it's just the pressure being released off. It. So yeah, okay, okay. But anyway, the foam is, keeps it from exploding, but it's very dramatically shot. I just you know, the, yeah, the whole time I'm like. If he just backs up, though, is that going to do it? Or what do, what do we need? But, yeah. He knows more than I do. I'll go with that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I was thinking, I'm like, couldn't you just back up? But then my brain kind of was like, you do not know enough about Claymores yeah. to be an expert on this. So I'm going to let it go. <laughs> did you spend a week at the farm? No, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not a master of kung fu and stunt driving and rappelling down buildings. And being caught on fire, so, you know, there's a lot to learn from this movie. When you have non-flashbacks, does it star Ben Stiller or Willem Dafoe or, you know? <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, we see Rodney, he gets, like, off the cliff. And then Rodney just, like, dives into, like, some sewage water and shit. And I'm like, well, I might as well just kill myself. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's, uh... He's sneaking around the warehouse, uh, Rodney is, and he's, like, planting these tanks. So it, they look like air tanks, basically, but I guess they're, like, explosives. Uh, <laughs> but it, something, else I, uh, something else I'd like to point out, too, is we don't get, you know, a lot of... Again, we don't get much backstory on the villains or their plot or what exactly is going on. Just there's a bunch of henchmen around this plant that are watching over it with machine guns. But a small detail I appreciated is uh, they seem to have a, like, evil company logo on their helmets here. Yeah. Um, it looks suspiciously like the Wu-Tang symbol. Yes, yes. So, because we don't know about the villains, I'm just like, I'm going to just headcan this and say that the Wu-Tang clan is up to no good, and that's who that's they're right. stopping. They get inside, and Raekwon the chef and Riza are like, what the fuck you doing here? Yeah. Ghostface Killer's the last boss. <laughs> I didn't know ODB's last name was Hernandez, you know? <laughs> 
but uh yeah so uh eventually when he's planning these i, I mean honestly they they look like water bottles like that he's just like clinging like magnetically clinging up on there Oh, they do for sure. I was thinking like, oh man, someone's going to like, at the Artisan Collective, someone's going to like, you know, put a wrap around this and sell it for like 20 bucks or something. Yeah, yeah, put some like <laughs> vinyl stickers and stuff on there. And... Oh, exactly. Yeah. But uh, but he, he's seen by like one of the guys like, oh shit. And the guy's like, oh, did he mouth that mouth? And like, you know, surrounding him and he's like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I'm just, I'm just taking some pictures. No big deal. I'm a little lost. You know, that kind of thing. Like, or what does he say? Like, I don't speak English. I don't speak English. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're like trying to take uh, this, uh, it looks like a mixer board basically, but it's, it's, you know, the thing that sets off all the explosives he's placed yep. around there. He's like, oh, no, no, no. It, 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 it's a camera. It's a camera. Look, 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 here's what you do. See, you push this button to turn it on. And then you aim it, Ooh. and then you hit this other one here. See, right here. And then, like, they do it, and you, like, in the distance here. And then Grant starts, like, you know, like, super runaway. <laughs> but he but he takes the little uh, mixer or whatever with him. And so, like, as he's, like, running and hiding, he's like, all right, number number eight. <laughs> and you're seeing, like, all the, these places in the warehouse exploding. And I'm like, okay, for someone who doesn't want to kill anybody... You plant explosives all over this warehouse with 120 people. Mm-hmm. You don't know if they're standing right next to those things when they're going off. He, You're killing people, my he's sir. He's assuming that he's not. By the way, they should be playing ballroom blitz right oh, now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, if I could get the rights, it would have been perfect. Cherry bomb! Cherry bomb would be good, too. Oh, sure. I would also like to, nitpicking here, but I also appreciate that there were 13 buttons on that uh, control device, and there were well more than 13 oh. explosions. Oh, yeah, I assume, I assume like eight of them it's, were like hooked up to one yeah, button. Yeah, it's for and, yeah. each zone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that would make more sense. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we see Steve, you know, he's he's still in the jungle, but he's like, or I guess he's just like outside the warehouse, and he's like setting up a hang glider, like putting it together and everything. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, uh, Rodney, he's running through the place, setting off bombs, you know, distract him, whatever. And then, yeah, he just kind of, like, opens up the safe, grabs the documents, kind of, like, tucks them in his shirt. And now they just escape him from the warehouse, and Steve comes gliding in. Uh, small detail uh, to point out, just for the documents, too, is, I don't know why this got me, but he has the safe combination written on his arm oh, in Sharpie. Yeah. And it's only a th- it's only three numbers that he has to remember. Oh, it, it, it looked like it was all over the, like, like there were a bunch of numbers or something on there. And yeah. I was like, what kind of safe is this? But I, I was also waiting for the, uh, I, I, I can't remember what show I was seeing, but like, like wipes his forehead or whatever. And it smears the numbers. And it's like, oh shit. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. It's a good thing um, I use also- permanent marker. <laughs> Also worth pointing out, too, is through this whole scene, you know, he's set up the explosions and stuff, but he is getting shot at, you know, through this process while getting, trying to get this safe. Um, definitely a horrible case of henchman aim from everyone at this factory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my goodness, they shoot a lot, and my goodness, do they not hit a single shot. I think half of them didn't even know what they were shooting at. There's, like, one of their buddies is shooting that direction. They're like, yeah, yeah, I got him. Ah! <laughs> definitely everybody went to the stormtrooper school of shooting oh maybe they took oh of course maybe they took an oath too that uh they never wanted to kill anybody oh, again maybe. after their civil war and uh <laughs> nah. they're just atim- intimidating them yeah exactly like, maybe we just scare them away keep them away from the documents nope that doesn't seem to be working oh shit is that a hang glider and, and <laughs> <laughs> the documents <laughs> But yeah. Oh yeah, we get a nice little scene where like Rodney's like hanging f- on like the underside of a bridge or whatever, and then like 
I know he sees Steve or Steve like throws the signal, which is like a uh, was like a green smoke bomb or some shit like that. And uh, it was like an orange flare gun. Oh, that's right. It was the signal flare. That's right. And then, yeah. So then, uh, yeah. Ronnie then like slides down. uh, Yeah, it must be some sort of like ore processing factory or something. Because like, yeah, slides down like some coal into a little, uh, I I don't know, the the end of the slide in like a little pit or whatever. And then, yeah, they just, uh, he's got the glider hooked up like to a slingshot, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, they both uh, hop on, boink, and get launched off. Meanwhile, everyone's, like, firing at him. Cacow, 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 cacow. That is a Dennis the Menace-ass escape plan, by the way. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> we made it, buddy. Uh, but, yeah, then they just crash the hang glider right next to the, the submarine, swim over, you know, get, climb up on the side, get on in there. Uh, Cole Pepper gets the call. It's good news. They didn't die. <laughs> basically (laughs) that'd have been an awkward call if it were a little different like sorry they didn't meet the 10 hours we had to leave them there i assume they're dead (laughs) you know well you want to play chess again yeah (laughs) anyway round two yeah (laughs) best two out of three (laughs) (laughs) so yeah they uh you know they get back to the dock and uh you know, um, and, and my next note is, man, it must be cold out there at the dock looking at glorious sweater. Woo! Oh my gosh, yeah, no, some nipple. real, yeah, some real meat thermometers going there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, they just cut to a fancy rap party, I guess, with, uh, the, you know, the German director and stuff. And, and, you know, they're like all dressed up and, you know, enjoying the snacks and the drinks and whatever. And then the director shows up and he's like, and now... After three years in the making, my masterpiece. And so, yeah, we get a, uh, a nice little, uh, you know, back to the beginning of the movie with the, uh, you know, sword play and, you know, the village being burned and everything. And then we see Steve in full outfit <laughs> standing up like, Oi, <laughs> you need to keep cool when it's warm out there. Try William the Conqueror deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> And then the dune buggy jumping, vroom, freeze frame, roll credits. <laughs> a lovely way to end it. Yeah. So good. By the so way, good. three years for a commercial. <laughs> oh, I, I loved too when they were filming it, and he gets to the where he's promoting deodorant. The director is so proud of himself. He's like, "It's beautiful." Yes, this is my, my, my masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> It's good because he's never going to work in this town again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Trenchard Smith's coming for your job, sir. <laughs> Can I pay you my money? Uh, so yeah, roll credits, guys. That's Death Cheaters. <laughs> a great film. Right? I'm very happy with... Uh, Steve gave me a few choices of what film to watch. I'm very happy with this one. Excellent. I, I thought you might like it. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. No, I was, I was not led wrong by a man throwing a uh, prime cut of meat through a window. <laughs> How about you, babe? Would you recommend Death Cheaters? 100%. Guys, get the Umbrella Entertainment Blu-ray of The Man from Hong Kong. You guys, you need this Blu-ray, but why do we need physical media? Because your internet's going to go out and you're going to be a sad, whiny bitch. (laughs) Yes, right. I was was impressed when I saw it. I looked in the special features and I'm like, oh, is this just like promos for like five other films? It's like, no, this is like five other full Full feature films. Plus their promos. Fantastic. (laughs) Yes, and the promos. Yeah. And some director's commentary on some Oh, yeah, too. the director's commentary is great yeah. for Man from Hong Kong. I mean, guys, Man from Hong Kong itself is worth the Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. 
Now yeah, you get the like the a whole Brent, Brian Trenchard Smith collection yeah, with but that one. You also get what a dead end driving. No, it's a uh, Death Cheaters. Death Cheaters. Uh, Stunt Rock coming next week. Woo! Uh, um, and I oh god, I forget the name. It's like two other like documentaries about the Grant Page and stunts. And yeah. yeah, something else. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but don't that... worry. There's lots of hang hang gliding. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, three hearty recommends yeah. all around, guys. Woo! Even if you don't want the umbrella entertainment thing, like I don't know, you're a oh. stork and just don't like good movies. Uh, <laughs> check it out on YouTube. I mean, get it for your lovely peacock wife if you're a stork. That's right. She'll enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, she will. And happy, happy wife, happy life. That's what I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife is exceedingly happy when she makes sure to take her medication. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Relatable. And a, CB, and a CB puppy now. Oh, oh! so he had to poop. That's why he oh. was so upset. Oh. I mean, it's not like he had chances every five minutes for the last 18 hours, but all right. I would also be a little grumbly if I had to poop. <laughs> <laughs> I would just poop. Uh, <laughs> But we told him he shouldn't just poop. Aww, so he's ass. trying to be a good boy. Okay. <laughs> All forgiven. Like, he ran out the door and, like, just got to the snow. It was like, ah! <laughs> Come on, cheeks, stay together. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. and uh... Steve's going to keep his cheeks together. That's right. Uh, but when we come back, more beer. <gasps> Fun facts. What? And what we learned from Death Cheaters. Death Cheaters. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey everybody, are you looking for the perfect stocking stuffer for the holidays? Do you like supporting the arts? Well then you need to check out untidyvenus.etsy.com, the top one-stop shop that always pops her top. Are you a fan of dinosaurs, snacks, dinosaurs made out of snacks, movie monsters, unicorns, cats, dogs, rats, shrimp, Pokemon, tie-dye, paracord bracelets, paracord dog leashes, enamel pins, coloring books, block prints, watercolor, pet portraits? Buttons, magnets, stickers, bottle openers, artist trading cards, or really anything else that's awesome? Then stop on by untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. New items are popping up all the time, so be sure to follow her on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at untidyvenus. Or visit her website at izzycreates.com for the latest. Did I mention the snackosaurs? How about Gary the Unicorns? Untidyvenus.etsy.com, the goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Check it out now. Hey, I heard you like movies. I heard you like to hustle. I heard you like podcasts. Well, guess what? There's a podcast for you out there called The Home Video Hustle. Damn right. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I put a bunch of movies in a bag, and PJ picks one out at random. And then we just watch it. We talk about it for maybe like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Whatever we feel like doing, wherever the conversation leads us. But do we actually talk about the movie? 
most of the time. Ah. Tangents galore. Yes. So believe me, we may be a movie podcast, but it's not always about movies. We might talk about video games, mm-hmm. music. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the big one. Music. Uh, sometimes we might get a little bit of politicalness in there. Yes. Sometimes we may just. Oh, we know what we like to do. We like to tell stories, PJ. Ah, yes. I am the master storyteller <laughs> yes. of the podcast realm. <laughs> Undefeated. So if you like to hear about movies, video games, whatever foolishness comes to our mind, the most random stuff you can think of, check out the Home Video Hustle. You can find us on the Stitchers. Yes. The Google Play. Yes. Apple Podcasts. What else? Podbean. What else? Podcast Addict. Goddamn. All that. Ain't no reason you can't get your hustle on. We everywhere. Worldwide, baby. Hustle motherfucking hustle. Hey, we can't cuss in the promo, PJ. Ah. We gotta be family friendly. There may be podcasts out there that don't want us here to say, ah. Yeah, all that good fun stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> f- you. <Yeah. laughs> no, don't, don't run the listeners away, Pete. Ah, I'm sorry. But this is going kind of long. Yes. So we'll end this and say, hey, check out the Home Video Hustle every Friday on all the various podcast outlets. Peace. Peace. Hi, guys. We interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait. Isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we... I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean. And you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. This is Eric Avari, and you are listening to Everything I Learned from Movies. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that have ever added in the history of adding. Oh, she said it. They get better every week. <laughs> oh, babe, I don't know about you. I'm a little thirsty still. I'm still sober. I feel like I've been riding around in a dune buggy all day. <laughs> and you're sober. <laughs> and I'm sober. <laughs> we have from Red Rock Brewing. Ooh. Black Alicious Baltic Porter. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, 7. Oh, point I eight. love Red Rock. Yeah. 7.8% alcohol by volume. Nice. Yeah, our, uh, our liquor store had some of the special... Oh, no, we were... That's at, right, we were at, we were Red, at Rock. Red Rock. Yeah. And we got some of the special editions. When we were doing art and soup. Yeah, we ate soup and looked at art. Yeah. We came home with art. And sold a little bit. And we sold some. We for traded a, for some For art. a good cause for hospice care. That's yes. That's art and oh, soup. Nice. Check it out. Yeah, raising money for nonprofit hospice care. And it would be weird to raise money for for-profit hospice yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. Also, for-profit hospice care sounds evil. <laughs> I mean, it does. This sounds like a Bezos timeshare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to pop this top. Oh, my top. Nice. Cat just looked at me like I uh, just told her to fuck herself. <laughs> and she fell off the couch. All right, this is going to end well. Yeah. And the pour. Oh, this is a beautiful, dark, black-covered beverage. Has some ruby highlights. It has a 
gorgeous khaki-colored head with lots of tiny bubbles that are dissipating quickly, probably due to the alcohol content. Tiny bubbles dissipating quickly. Mmm. Wow, this smells like Black Prince malt. Yeah. Like, specifically, this smells like Black Prince. Mm. Yeah, a little malt forward, little... Izzy, how do you know what a very specific malt smells like? I've brewed with it, bitches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, if you want something a beer to be black as night, you get the Black Prince. Yeah, but not not have that kind of burnt flavor to it. Like, yeah. not, as, not as strong. Black Prince malt. Mm-hmm. God damn, that's good. Yeah, uh, mm. malt forward. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got a little, like... Um, like earthy hoppiness to yeah. it. Yeah, a little earthy notes. Uh, and it kind of has that... That like date kind of yeah to it. yeah like date or fig yeah yeah mm. delicious and a sneaky uh, what was it eight percent seven point eight percent like yeah this this kind of tastes like uh, Baba Black Lager mm-hmm. but you know higher octane <laughs> this is a uh, Baba's grown up cousin Blackalicious yeah nice <laughs> to Blackalicious for you babe yeah uh, always love me a good Baltic porter. Oh, yeah. Uh, Louis, you uh, drinking anything on your end? I uh, still don't have anything myself. I'm probably going to get uh, some food and maybe a drink afterwards. Mm. Um, I don't think we have any... We don't have too much in the house, though. Last thing we had was... Uh... Oh, shoot. Um, my my wife's... Or my partner's right here, actually. Uh, do you know who makes Kelly Creamen? Mother Earth. Mother oh, Earth. Oh, yeah. Mother Earth. We actually, lasting. I think, have some of those right over here in our bar. So, yeah. We yeah. do. Good we choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tasty stuff. I'm I'm definitely a uh, I'm a more casual beer drinker fan. I like a lot of bitch beers, you know. Just give me like a, a Reds or something, or just like a PBR, you know. I'm a simple man. <laughs> simple man, simple <laughs> needs. <Yeah. laughs> no such thing as a bitch beer, except for nah. maybe a, a Bud Light. MGD. <laughs> and even then, I will still even drink one of those. But uh, yeah, it's if it's like I'll I'll drink it if it's offered to me. But uh, you know, not the biggest fan of Bud Light, but you know, just some of the. More plain stuff, the lighter stuff I like. Um, that Red Rock, though, they actually have one of my favorites. I, I've just you mentioned in them makes me want to have their uh, Halo Ale again. It was really good. Ooh, Halo Ale, what? What's that? I, I believe it was. Uh, so again, uh, um, I don't know the specifics or the right words for it, but it's their lightest beer that they have, like or just like lightest in coloring. Oh, okay. you know, so, like, so it's like excellent. a cream ale or something. It's like a. That, it's a blonde. It's a blonde. Oh, blonde. Oh, oh okay. excellent. Yeah, really tasty blonde though. I love that. Um, from the few things I've had from Red Rock, fantastic beer. Yeah. Oh yeah, they, I've yet to be disappointed by them really. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So here's the thing: you call them bitch beers, but doing those really light beers is actually the most difficult thing to brew because you can't hide your flaws. Yeah. So they have oh. to basically be perfect. So taking somebody who has like a very sensitive palate and prefers really light beers in that they're going to taste if it's off or funky, like immediately. It's a really good way to tell if a brewery's got their shit together. If everything's got like, you know, 10 pounds of hops in it, then you know that they're hiding something. <laughs> ah, that makes sense. That reminds me of, uh, in an odd way, it reminds me of cooking is if I fuck up something or if I know it's a recipe not going right and it's like a meat dish, it's like, I will throw in some barbecue sauce yeah. and I will be clear because this will hide everything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can you can hide a multitude of sins with a good sauce. You can hide a multitude of sins with too many hops. Yeah. Ah, okay. Good mm-hmm. to know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things to know, would either of you be interested in any fun facts about this movie? I don't know, Steve. Absolutely. Are they fun facts? Super fun facts because they're fun, fun facts. I mean, I like to think so. Let's find out, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I looked this up on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, snap. Apparently there's zero reviews for this movie. Fuck like, those critics. Even audience and stuff. Which, really? Yeah. 
Uh, so we need to make Rotten Tomatoes uh, accounts and all go start reviewing uh, Ryan Trenchard Smith movies. Yeah, yeah. This and uh, uh, what was the other one? Oh, uh, Stunts. Really? Stunts, Stunts didn't have any reviews either. But uh, ah. since we don't have that score to go off, um, what do you think the IMDb score out of 10 is for this one? Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'll play it safe and do the boring score of like seven because people liked that it was cheesy but thought it was like too silly. All right, seven, bit. Oh, here's the thing. I hate people and I have very little faith in them. <laughs> and the only people who are going to go on and review this movie are people who are wildly passionate about it one way or the other. Or thought it was a different mm. movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just going to say like, see my review for worms. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be that guy again. <laughs> Oh, uh, dumb question here. Is IMDb uh, 1 out of 10 type of rating scale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah okay, okay yeah, yeah. 7 out of 10 is what I meant yeah. to say. <laughs> um, I'm going to go 3.5 because I don't have any faith in humans. Ooh, it's right in the middle. 5.3. Oh, all right. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, reported gro- or, uh, budget was 153000 Australian dollars. Uh, with the amount of stunts, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah we yeah. call them didgeridoo dollars. Yeah, didgeridoo dollars. <laughs> In that, uh, in that car chase scene with the dune buggy, they had some car crashes. I mean, there's some crappy-looking cars, but, you know, that surprised me. It's cheaper than I thought. Well, you know, also keep in mind, 1976, so 153000 uh, with inflation is like $85 million today. <laughs> okay, you know, fair, 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 fair. <laughs> but no, well, like... I mean, those are all collector's cars now yeah. <laughs> with inflation. <laughs> you know, in Australia, all stuntmen are free. I mean, the stuntmen are free. <laughs> <laughs> they really put themselves behind the eight ball when they're like, after doing the stunt, they're like, so yeah, how much were you going to pay me again? <laughs> they just film <laughs> Australians living their lives. They yeah, just right? regularly are, are doing like jumps with dune buggies, lighting themselves on fire and throwing themselves off cliffs. Things like that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, due to John Hargreaves getting injured, many of the action scenes in the Fortress Complex finale were filmed with Grandpage instead. So that explains why he was just... Putting the basically his job was to put the glider together and yep. grants okay. do the rest. Yeah, ah, that makes sense. I was gonna say he was weirdly absent from that part. I figured during that whole uh, you know plot that he's like he can't get the easy job on this one. That makes sense. Yeah, it's like I feel like I could probably do that tomorrow. <laughs> yep. yep, Steve. Oh, uh, then again, uh, that Claymore probably would have had me pwned. <laughs> there, yeah, That's see, fair. I mean, that had to take up half his time is trying to yeah. f- is figuring out that whole uh, whoopsie daisy. Yeah. Uh, this was also the first film as a director of photography for Academy Award winning cinematographer John Seal. What? Who's he, Steve? Uh, well, he did uh, BMX Bandits, of course, uh, another Brian Trenchard Smith classic. And then he did The Hitcher, yeah. Gorillas in the Mist, <laughs> Rain Man, Dead Poets Society, The Firm, The English Patient, City of Angels, Perfect Storm, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Dreamcatcher, Poseidon, Prince of Persia. The tourist. What are you laughing? That's a pretty good resume. Yeah. Sorry, just between between Prince of Persia and the shit weasels. <laughs> yeah, Dreamcatcher. And... <laughs> oh my god! But, Tell me about the movie. shit weasels. But he's also the cinematographer for Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Oh damn! And most recently, Three Thousand Years of Longing. Oh. Yeah. So now he's on that George Miller trip. <laughs> God damn, that's, yeah, that's some, really runs the gamut of quality there. Yeah. Look, it's not his fault that the scripts are bad. 
but he makes them look pretty, which I, I believe mean, was the only thing we could say about Prince Persia, was that it looked pretty. It looked pretty. <laughs> Such beautiful uh, eyes a, on Jake Gyllenhaal. It would have been great if they'd had a, any anyone Persian in it. Anyone. But Ben Kingsley's... As a fan of, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Ben Kingsley. <laughs> hey, he played Gandhi, all right? <laughs> As a fan of video games, I am so offended by the filmography of video games. They do not get justice most of the time. All right, we're going to have Lewis on for video game month. Right, fine. Who do we cast as Prince of Persia, then? Ooh, ooh. Ooh, The Jafar. Gosh. New Jafar. Oh, sexy Jafar or whatever? Yeah, Jafar I'd like to fuck. J-L-F. <laughs> all right, cool. Tell me his name. J-I-L-F. I'll give, him, I'll give him a call right now. Let me Google No, don't Google. No Google. Like I, if I have to Google who this guy is, he can't be leading my movie. If I say sexy Jafar, you know who I mean. All right. We're going to go, go, if I we're go, gonna go back to the early 2000s. It's going to be Omar Fed from The Mummy. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jason oh, yeah. Momoa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The guy who was so good looking that he was supposed to have a small part uh-huh. where a mask can be killed off early in the movie. But everyone agreed he need to take the mask off and be a major part of the movie because they couldn't stop looking at him. Yeah. 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 That's the fun fact for the movie. Or we just go with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, God. <laughs> He's got enough work. He's too busy. Oh, I'm sorry. The Scorpion King might have been miscast. <laughs> uh, seriously if you guys do video game movies i am more than down to show back up oh, right. oh wait we've done Marwan a few Kenza- but they keep making more so marwan kenzani okay okay cool all right <laughs> i'll <laughs> oh i just need to get the rights to prince of persia and uh <laughs> easy first step 150 million dollar budget maybe i'll get guy Ritchie to direct <laughs> Tell me this guy doesn't want to be the Prince of Persia. <laughs> I mean, no, he's the villain. He's the Ben Kingsley guy. Look at him. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I think Izzy's going to have to sell a lot more art if you want to get that kind of budget. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, everybody. I have my Kickstarter going. <laughs> Look, guys, I got it. Andy Circus as the Prince of Persia. We just mocap him. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. No, what? No, it's you know, the, I'm going to go ahead you're and You're going to say it looks like a video game? It is. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's just get the guy who was the voice in the video game. And we'll mocap did, him. Did the Prince of Persia have a voice in the video game? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, he did. Did he? Oh, okay. Actually, in the, oh, in the original one, well, I'm going to be too nerdy here, but you know, the... The, the one on the, PC or whatever? The, the it was stuff. bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> Yeah, the original one. Uh, so, fun fact about that, by the way. Sorry if I'm getting too off no, topic. No, go for no, it. But, um, <laughs> Come on, no, go for it. The uh, <laughs> the original thing is, so, that was revolutionary at the time, you know, as a lot of those games were. But, yeah, that original, like, PC, like, you know, like, Atari-ass graphics-looking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was done, actually, with, um, oh, what's the word for it? When you when you draw over, like, live-captured footage. Oh, like, overlay. Oh, yeah, like, like, uh, like, uh, like Scanner Darkly was. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rotoscope is the type of yeah. game. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was actually, it was the creator's little brother, like, jumping around and doing stunts in their backyard that he oh, took footage of and rotoscoped over that. He's like, okay, like, do a jump here and climb up. And, like, at the time, it looked really good for a video game. Yeah, yeah, That's totally. awesome. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I never actually played a Prince of Persia game. Uh, I came on around Assassin's Creed when that was going on. Oh, and I so, guess. yeah. If, for, it might be interesting to go back as a historical exercise in like the history of video games but if you've played assassin's creed you've played the better versions of prince of yeah Persia. yeah that's, that's kind of what i figured yeah yeah wait wait steve what's your game of choice these days <laughs> uh a college football game from 10 years ago no no name it 
Uh, NCAA football 14. There you go. College football 14, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know. Steve, Steve is a fan of the retro games. Yeah, well. Yeah, we have, let's see, we have my original NES. Mm-hmm. And my, my Atari. Yeah, Super Nintendo. Your Super Nintendo. Uh, we have the PlayStation and the PlayStation 2 and the PlayStation 3. And the PlayStation 4. And the PlayStation 4. We have my N64. Yeah. Uh, we have my... Oh, you got good selection. Game Boy, Game Boy Color, S, my Game Boy SP. Switch. And, and my Switch. And my DS Lite. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that you guys are talking about to like retro stuff isn't like the original NES and stuff like that and like the PS2 and like uh PS2 and whatnot because there's some people who are like, Oh yeah, I love retro games, you know, like I played it on the Xbox three sixty and I'm just like, I am so old. <laughs> <Right>. Like <laughs> Fuck you child, you don't know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile I'm over here, I'm like, What are you talking about? Sega Dreamcast is hella new. Hell yeah. <laughs> 3DO, oh, no, baby. There, there's still part. Oh. There's parts of me that think like, no, like a retro game means it can't be 3D. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Look, I'm sorry, uh, Donkey Kong Country too advanced for. I this. remember when Sega Sega Saturn was mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. 64-bit processor. What? Whoa. Look, if you don't remember being blown away by the graphics on the Rainbow Road and Mario Kart, you are not welcome. <laughs> You are a child. <laughs> you are a literal child. <laughs> well, lady, gentlemen, we've reached the most important part. <gasps> what did we learn Ooh. from Death Cheaters? Death Cheaters! Uh, Lewis is our guest. Would you like to go first? Ooh, um, I actually might. Come back to me. Let me think on it a bit. I should have considered more. All right. Uh, Bay, what did you learn? I learned... That you don't do rehearsal in the dining room. Take it outside. That's right. <laughs> uh, I learned Moscow and Peking are on the same time zone. <laughs> no, they're like seven minutes apart. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. Approximately the same time zone. Uh, I guess I learned that uh, the Wu-Tang Clan has a whole bunch of henchmen who will protect your business factory for you. That's right. But only in the Philippines. <laughs> only in the Philippines, of course. They were infiltrating the 37th chamber, chamber of the Shaolin or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit those documents mm-hmm. hot fire lyrics oh hot fire <laughs> oh or what if it was that uh that album that the pharmacy guy oh had? shit yeah that's what it was it's the the wound oh shit the pharmacy guy is hernandez oh. and they were trying to get the wu-tang album released for the people amazing oh i support this uh, so much uh, australia is like no we need that hot fire in our lives <laughs> The Australian government is willing to That's put right. two of its best retirees <laughs> towards this project. We can't get involved in a, an international incident of fiasco, so we got to hire mercenaries to get <laughs> <laughs> Wu-Tang unplugged or whatever the fuck it was. It's canon now. It's canon. Wu-Tang in the search for Cody's gold. <laughs> I'm, I'm adding it to the Wu-Tang Wikipedia, and I'm calling it <laughs> the lost album Wu-Tang the search for Curly's gold. That's right. <laughs> Well, Lewis, thank you so much <laughs> for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Um, do you also... Oh, thank you so much for having me. Of course. Uh, do you have a social media presence you'd like to let the people know about? Where would you like Ooh, people gosh. to find you? Um, or if you don't I want am, them to find you, who would you like them to find? Yeah, anything you're trying to pimp or promote out there? Ah, so I'm more of a... I'm a little bit more reclusive online, but I have a few things I wouldn't mind plugging. Uh, 
First of all, I will say that uh, Untidy Venus has really good art that you should absolutely check out. Yes. Ooh, but I hear she's a real bitch. Uh, <laughs> I mean, don't engage with her directly, but engage with her through the website. You should be okay. I've heard her podcast. <laughs> Not to kiss ass too much here, but yeah, check out uh, Izzy's stuff. Izzy's stuff is great, uh, it's, uh, but they're at the same store with my uh, partner. My partner is uh, Summer, Summer Falconrath. Um, they are also at the Arson Collective, if you're a local, but they have a similar art to Izzy. But you know, they have their own stuff. They have resin pieces. They've been dabbling in clothes. They've been doing some sewing. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of jewelry. They are amazing. They have all kinds of art. Um, so you can find their stuff locally at the Arson Collective, or you can find them at falconcraftshop.com. And uh, I'm going to spell that out because it's a little bit weird. It's F-A-L-K-E-N-R-A-T-A. Oh, sorry. Let me say uh, that I again. Say- I, I, I spelled my last name and not the name of the shop. <laughs> that is uh, F-A-L-C-R-A-F-T. F-A-L-K-E-N-C-R-A-F-T. Falcon Craft. Yes. Shop. Shop. Dot com. Shop. Shop. There's a shop at the end, too. Shop. Shop.com. Oh, my goodness. I am. Don't ask me to do plugs again. Steve. (laughs) Steve, fix that in post. No. It's F. Okay. All right. Last time. F-A-L-K-E-N-C-R-A-F-T-S-H-O-P. Dot com. Yeah. Bomb.com. Nailed it. All right. But you guys. Okay. Perfect. Future Steve, take this entire clip. Send it to Summer. For their promos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm even more embarrassed because I'm sitting next to Summer at the moment. Is Summer <laughs> giving am... you the judgy look? <laughs> they're just kind of <laughs> laughing and just, they're she, like, okay. She just slowly okay. hands you a business card. Like, <laughs> just read from this. <laughs> I should have written this down. This is why Steve recorded the ad in this episode and not me. That's right. <laughs> mm. Excellent. Uh, babe, are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on all the social medias at Untidy Venus. You can find my website at izzycreates.com. I occasionally update it. Although at the time of this here recording, my security certificate is not valid and nobody between two websites now has how to make that happen. So I'm definitely not going to burn down GoDaddy or Weebly. So hit her up directly on Instagram or Twitter and we'll figure <laughs> Shit out for you. you can also find me at the local artisan collective along with the amazing summer and a bunch of other absolutely fabulous artists uh you Yay. can find me in and around ogden creating chaos usually with a puppy who's wildly uncomfortable <laughs> oh he seems pretty comfy right now. he's comfy now but when we go out in public he gets uncomfortable oh yeah yeah. Aww. oh well and if you want to find us every saturday this summer where are we going to be babe oh <gasps> We're going to be at the Octave Farmer's Market on Historic 25th Street. That's right. Yeah. Come check it. It's going to be awesome. But uh, yeah, Steve. Yeah. Where can we find you? Oh, you can find us everywhere on all the major podcatchers under everything I learned from movies. Or you can just up directly on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. Uh, so yeah, I guess, spoiler, the next episode we're going to be doing is another one off of this Blu-ray for what? Stunt Rock, baby! Yeah! Yeah! Uh. <laughs> so yeah, I guess you until... You love Stunt I, Rock. Don't I, even I, give the uh. I kind of do, guys. It's like... <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's, it's nuts. It's barely a movie, but goddammit, you should all check it out. If you like Grant Page here, yeah. and you want to see another ode to Grant, Grant Page with wizard magicians. That reminds me of that time I was set a fire and thrown off a cliff. Cut to him being set on fire and thrown <laughs> off a cliff. Yes. <laughs> and then throw in some sorcery music videos. Bam! Movie. 
Yeah. And but, we say sorcery. We mean the band sorcery. Yeah. The band. So yeah, until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. Oh, and uh, I'm Lu- I won't be here next time, but I'm Lewis. <laughs> and this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned From Movies. Have a good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> I know it's not normal, but that's the way I am. No, you better not stop being the man I married just because I married you. Let's <laughs> go!